Okay. Hi. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of Bigfoot Revival. Joining me today is the man, the myth, the legend, the beast, because we know it. He ne- he needs his ego stroke. Oh, no. uh, yeah, his ego stroked every now and again. Yes, yes, I do. The Yeti. That's me. <laughs> and, of course, I am your host, Sasquatch. <laughs> that could be copyright infringement. <laughs> uh, maybe we don't care. And I don't think they do either, no bigger than we are. Yeah. If somebody found out, we made it, we made it. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good problem to have. Uh, all right, so... Welcome back to another episode of Bigfoot Revival. Exciting episode. Uh, well, I mean, can it really be all that exciting? Well, yeah. Yeah, it can. And there's no guns. Oh, that's true. No aliens. We do have knives. We do have knives. That's true. And uh, we are big feet, so that's monsters? Sure. Yeah, so maybe and, it is exciting. And... It's exciting for us, if nothing else, <laughs> for the our Bigfoot population, anyway. Uh, pro- probably just for us and nobody else. Oh, the Bigfoot population! Don't you remember what happened in Oklahoma like last week, sometime? Yeah, legitimate yeah. Bigfoot season open for hunting. The issue is, I had to kill one of those guys. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, he, he came after my Bigfoot family. <laughs> Oh, I figured that they had just heard the podcast, and you know, since it's politician, you've got, you know, straight, Christian, male, it's all just a matter of time before we're hunted anyway, right? That's about the truth. Oh, that turned dark quick. (laughs) Just like the nation. Oh, okay. So, no (laughs) politics, no politics, no politics. But it's so easy. Yeah, I know it, I know it. Anyway. Look, I went and visited... I've got some elderly aunts who never married, and they're just old ladies. Love them to death. Um, so they just keep each other company nowadays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they probably wouldn't know what to do if somebody <laughs> new came into their life. I mean, it just... So anyhow, uh, wonderful ladies. Love them to death. And I said, I am tired of not seeing people. I'm tired of not being able to go gotcha, visit. I'm gotcha, tired, gotcha. you know. And so we just swung by there after church, knocked on the door. Hey. Hey, y'all yeah. home? And they were, and they said, come on in. And so we went in, and we visited for about an hour, so I enjoyed ourselves, had a good time. Then we went to my grandmother's house, knocked on the door. To my, We tired of all this stuff, and I told both groups of low ladies, I'll be so glad when we can talk about something other than politics and coronavirus. I miss the days when we used to go, hey, did you see that on TV the other day? Yeah. I mean, when we when we were talking about when when all you know we were we were thinking okay, our battle's cultural, mm-hmm. and we need like uh, not a Christian version of of uh, the Simpsons, right? Right. But an episode that would carry our worldview that would be as popular as the Simpsons. Okay. That that's kind of what everybody. No, that's. <laughs> We talk. Grab your guns, boys. <laughs> There's a Sasquatch out there. There's at least two. Uh, so anyhow, uh, we were going to talk about family today. 
No, no, no. I'm sorry. Wrong <laughs> F word. <laughs> we were talking about friends, friends. Yeah, there you okay. go. That's the right one. And we wanted to talk about, oh, oh, before we get started, before we get started, we have a meme for this episode. Yeah. Um, there's a Facebook page called, uh, it's a play on the word Deuteronomy from the Old Testament, but it's Dude-eronomy. Dude-eronomy. <laughs> yeah. And, That's um, because it's for dudes. And I shared it on our Bigfoot Facebook page on Monday. But it's Conor McGregor laid out because you know he lost his last fight. Yeah. So, I mean, there's been countless memes going around with him. He just got laid out. Son, he is sleeping like a baby. And it says... It he says, said, ow, my leg, ow, my leg, ow, my leg. Out my face. <laughs> <laughs> it says them. I don't need the church. I can worship at home. Really them. And then there's a picture of Conor McGregor just snoozing. Just passed out in bed. <laughs> Ain't even wanting to get up. It's 10 o'clock. They my, uh. So this church, get up. That's what Saturday's for, son. Yeah. I work on Saturday. Oh, okay. All right, so... Getting back to our, our our podcast, we just thought that was funny. Uh, friends, who needs them, right? Yeah, I don't need no stinking friends. No, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I really don't know how to introduce uh, our topic, right? So, well, uh, I tell you what, this is how I'll introduce it. We'll introduce it by actually talking about why we even had come up with this idea of talking about friendship and friends. Okay. And that was basically, I'm preaching about Paul. And as I'm preaching about Paul, one of the things that came to my mind, um, well, actually in my study for preaching, but uh, one of the things that came to mind is he's got Silas, he's got Timothy, he has Ananias, he has um, Sapphira, um, not Ananias, it's fire. Um, Aquila and Priscilla. I get those two mixed up. Those two couples. I don't. It's know. easy to do. Like man. one, one is this godly couple that 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 serves Paul and helps him and gives him a job. The other is a couple who goes to Paul, um, um, Peter, lies to him and drops dead. So you'd think they'd be confusing. Uh, anyways, he has these people around him. Uh, he has uh, uh, uh Titus Justice, uh. And, and and we see in this passage in Acts 18 where Paul is surrounded by friends. Mm -hmm. And just every now and again, we really need friends. We need friends yeah. uh, in our life for all kinds of reasons. And we'll jump more into that, first of all. But w w one thing that I really wanted to, to kind of point out is kind of how the world treats friends and friendships. Okay. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I know we had talked about earlier at lunch when we were trying to figure out what we were going to do for a podcast. Um, you know, friendships tend to be treated as you give me something, I give you something, we're friends. Yeah. Right? Or you got the Facebook thing where it's, you know, we're not friends until you like me on Facebook, you know. That's and then, whenever it becomes real. Or somebody you really don't know and you're you're referring mm -hmm. to him as a friend. But the the, the thing that is I'm thinking of right now is whenever you have book friends and you got your you know, we, we, we look at friendships on Facebook as you know, 
oh, you like my stuff, and I'm, you know, I, and, and and you know, we have the same political beliefs, or we have the same religious beliefs, or we have the same whatever, right? And friendship in 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 our our shallow world is really based off of just having having all this this like me like me like me like me right i mean i mean that's really mm. what if somebody really likes a lot of your post or that kind of stuff i mean that that's the whole reason we get on facebook is so we can have all these people we consider our quote unquote friends who like what we do and share and all that kind of thing and and a lot of times what happens is we wind up with this whole polarizing thing so now on facebook you really ain't got many friends who would be your friend in real life but have political differences than you yeah. Who would have um, any kind of um, religious differences than you, right? Because they're like, I ain't, I ain't paying that guy no money. He's always talking about Jesus. Or I'm not going to pay that guy no money. He, he's a right-winged uh, conspiracy theory wacko or, you know. <laughs> I believe men are men. You bigot. You know, I am unfriending you. That is hate speech. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, I, I imagine we've got kin folks and 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 people like that that we have. We kind of like keeping them around. <laughs> yeah, I don't imagine it. I know it. I scroll through their feet all the time. <laughs> uh, so, I, I don't. I, well, what I'm saying is, I imagine uh, some of the people that that we're friends with, uh huh, they have unfollowed us. Yeah, that you know what I mean. Like they don't want to see. They don't want to see what we have to say. Yeah. They want to, they want to have their own little echo chamber. And and so you got that form of friendship. Yeti though was telling me about uh how friendships can also be as far as the world is concerned. This this business agreement. So you have oh, you like to go rabbit hunting? I like to go rabbit hunting. You have dogs. I don't have dogs. I have two other guys who like to go rabbit hunting, right? Now we all go rabbit hunting, and it's mutual benef- It's mutually beneficial. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you even genuinely like the people. Sometimes yeah. you just tolerate them so you can get whatever you want out of the situation. Yeah, exactly. But and and there's even a book, uh, How to Impress People, Make Friends. Yeah, and that that whole book is based off of having people like you so that you can benefit from their their stuff right right and 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 to a certain extent there's a lot of stuff it's it's wacko in some ways but in a lot of ways there's there's a certain legitimacy there like um uh we have certain podcast friends we have certain uh uh uh, you know facebook you have these these groups Mm -hmm. of people that that you're attached to you genuinely like them but really, the only reason you're friends is because you're, you're, we're in the same, we're, we're doing the same thing. We're doing podcasts, right? And we can help each other, and we we like each other's comments, and we like, you know, we we really do enjoy. I'm not trying to make it sound like we're just ah, you know, but we don't know each other really outside of this little this little place that we're in. Well, a lot of that too comes from our what what bonds us even deeper than that is the fact that we're all Christians, and 
Well, in, in the podcast, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. And, in, I mean, and in some of the, the other ones, too. But, I mean, some of these guys are fighting the good fight to have more influence, have more pull, some some not. But You, you all, are wrecking my example. I mean, you're making really good points that, that are valid, <laughs> and, and you're right. Um, so, which makes me neat to say, okay, let me go to a different example. <laughs> and um, I'd like to say, I mean, it's we're Christians supporting one another for the cause of bringing God glory. Because we love him. Yeah, yeah. Which isn't shallow, but... No, 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 no. It's the opposite. But in those... I would say it's deep. Ooh, that's deep. <laughs> like a pothead sitting on a tombstone <laughs> in the middle of the man, night. That's deep, man. <laughs> but, I mean, as far as the world is concerned, there everything is shallow, yeah, yeah, everything is shallow. Well, and, and here again, let me go back to another example. Um, say we have certain people with work, okay, who outside of work we really don't have any kind of dealings with. Mm. We like them; mm-hmm. they're great people. Mm-hmm. I mean, not not that you're sitting there just using them, but at the same time, what we do is mutually beneficial for one another. And we get along. Yeah. Right. That's the world's way of seeing a good friendship. Mm. Um, If I were to, if I was to have a genuine friendship with a guy, and this is what's wrong with, with uh, just the homosexual movement. This isn't the only thing, but one of the big reasons uh, for the homosexual movement is you have a good friend who you would say, I love my friend. I would I would sacrifice myself for my friend. I would uh, uh you know I would sell something valuable if if my friend needed something, right? Mm. Gay. Yeah. Gay. Right, and that's the that's way to work. You big can't have why dudes don't hug. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what I'm trying to what I'm trying to do is it say is when we when we you get some straight guys together, right, mm-hmm. and you give them anything that's actual of a a, a, a godly friendship. Gay, yeah, okay, that's gay, man. What you know? What's wrong with you, man? Yeah, 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 yeah. And, like, and so it's like if if you were to tell. I I had this with my dad. I mean, because we didn't tell each other we loved each other till yeah, yeah. you know he was about out of here. But and it was weird even then. Whenever we first told each other that we loved each other, and it I, it was almost like I'm waiting. I'm waiting for him to punch me in the arm or, or, <laughs> or just do something. You know, like boy, what's wrong with you? <laughs> or you know, something. You, I yeah, and, and I and. The, that used to be just for guys, but even now I think it's for women. Yeah. I think now that it's almost, if not as true for women too. I mean, I've seen and have been guilty of. You see two women, they seem really close. You think, I wonder if they're lesbians. Mm-hmm. It's just the culture that we've lived in has has made it to where if you have anything deeper than just a quarter of an inch deep, when, when there are oceans... Mm-hmm. Right, that there's something wrong with it. Yeah, there's something wrong with it. And and I'll be honest with you, 
if I saw two guys, you know, kiss on the cheek, I'd be like, mm, that's weird. You know, <laughs> but Paul says to greet each other with a, with a godly kiss. And what are some right? of those other countries where that's their greeting? Yeah, like Fran- France. Yeah. You know, and, <clears throat> and that's but, normal. You know, we look at it and like, what? Yeah. Now, I'm not saying that I want some dude to come up and, and kiss me on the cheek. I, I would legitimately cringe. A nice hearty handshake will do just fine. Yes. Yes. <laughs> But that being said, uh, you show any kind of friendship that that is deeper than just "I'm using you." Yeah, right. Um, uh, you see in movies where they'll say, "Oh, you're friends with him." Oh, no, no, not really. We just do this, 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 and this, right? Like, like, like I, I, I yeah, we're not real friends. We're just we just do this this together. Friendship right? is almost portrayed as being soft. Yes, like you, that's a weakness. Yes, and that's that's the way the world wants it to be. Well, let's rephrase this. I think biblically, you ought to have a couple of really good friends, mm-hmm. and then, and then, uh, a bunch of acquaintances. Right, but you ought to have a couple really good friends. So, ride or die type friends. So, like with the disciples, you had Peter, James, and John that were real close to Jesus. Yes, and then the the rest. Then you had a twelve, and then from outside of the twelve, you have the the what they call the disciples, which was these massive crowds. Right, right. And so, and so, uh, I, I think that's a. And I have to be careful here because I, I'm I'm really using my opinion on this, and I'm I'm saying biblically because I see examples of it biblically, but it doesn't straight up give you a commandment that to be this way, right? Mm. It's not sinful to to legitimately have a ton of friends, right? Right. But I, I, I given the example that you just give, um, some of the scripture that we'll probably read later, I think you're better off with a small group of friends who you'll ride or die with, and then having a lot of acquaintances, mm-hmm. right? And But the world today teaches that you are to not have any actually close friends. You shouldn't have close friends because you could get hurt. Mm-hmm. And you that, could, and you, and time to time, you do get hurt. Yeah. That's why you, yeah, keep, yeah. you don't have a lot of really close yeah. friends. And then... And then uh, you should have thousands of Facebook followers or friends and thousands. Of, you know, they want you to have all these these relationships that are fake, that are artificial. Mm-hmm. I mean, the whole thing about Facebook and Instagram and all that is you show your very best, right? You're always showing who, uh, not even who you are, but maybe who you want to be or who at mm-hmm. least to say who you want people to think you are. Yeah. And because of that, I mean, these people will say, yeah, I, I know them. I know them on Facebook. I follow them. Da, 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 da. But they don't know who you are. Mm-hmm. They don't know who you are. And this is really, it's really gotten into the church, seeped into the church. That's there what I was is. trying to say. And so that it's seeped into the church. We we tend not to have the community as a church body that we used to, right? 
and and because we don't have friends the yeah. way we used to. We have a ton of acquaintances, mm-hmm. and we call them friends. The world really does push this shallow view of friendship. That there again, it's it's a quarter inch deep, mm-hmm. and and there, culturally, right? Even even uh, me and you, who are good friends, you know, <laughs> if someone said, "Is Yeti your best friend?" I'm like, well, best friend, define best friend. Yeah. You know, it'd just be weird. It'd be yeah. weird. And I'm sitting here telling you, you need a best friend. Mm-hmm. You need someone or so, a group of people at least who, who a, a single person or a group of people who will get you out of trouble, who will uh, uh, correct you when you're wrong. I mean, you need someone that whenever you mess up, they can legitimately say, hey, what's wrong with you? What are you doing? Mm. And yeah. you're not going to just sit there and go, talk to me that way, unlike, unfollow, right? I, I mean, and, and and I think I think where a lot of Christians sometimes get into trouble too on, on this social media, and I don't mean this, I didn't mean for this to become a social media bashing thing. Um, we like social media, we use it. But uh, we we try to correct people biblically online sometimes. And the issue with that is that's not personal. It's no. not real. It's artificial. Well, and look at the censorship that's going on there, too. I mean, that, that just goes to show it. I mean, on, on an individual level, yeah, you can just unlike, unfollow, unfriend, et cetera. But now you're getting into the bigger uh, fish, the ones that are actually running these platforms. You start saying some of these things that the world doesn't like. Oh, is that the way it is? Well, we're just not going to allow you to post. We're going to unpublish all of your stuff. We okay? Yeah, yeah, just keep on. My my computer's not acting right. Okay. Um, Yeah, I mean, look what happened to Parler. You know what I mean? So whenever... Um, things like that happen, it just goes to show that it's that shallowness is just gets bigger and bigger and bigger and just expands. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And now, especially not to get all in all political or anything, but seemingly, um, friendships aren't even as close as we once were back in the good old days of 2019 because of COVID, masking, and everyone telling you to stay away. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I mean, it goes back to me talking about visiting my aunts and grandma uh-huh. and just being like, hey, I want to see them. Yeah. I want to I have fellowship with them. So social media can just tie up people and create a world of busyness. And, you know, technology has always been meant to make things convenient where we could speed up the process, do things quicker and have more time. Well, when we found that we had more time, we, and instead of using that time for our advantage, we just fill it in with more stuff and more busyness. Yeah, yeah. And and there again, when you do that, you've, you've created an idol. Good point. So, um, if you don't mind, keep on. <laughs> my, my, my laptop is messed up. Someone tried to get it fixed. Oh, um, well, other than that, I really don't know what else to say. 
<laughs> I, I ran out. <laughs> well, I was distracted, so I weren't listening to Best in the World. <laughs> but, but I mean, when we, when the world is expecting you to act and behave in such a way that that does not allow for you to have genuine interaction. Why are they doing that? They're doing it so that whenever the the time comes and it's time to draw uh divide the people we can do that mm. yeah when you're not living in genuine friendship and genuine relationship and genuine community and all your community is online and it's based off of something extremely shallow it is extremely easy to divide you yeah and, it, and i think we're seeing that now well and that too and it goes back to um the world hates the things of christ the world hates Jesus, they hate Christi Christians, they hate Christianity, and all of the like, because it is laid out in Scripture that, I mean, we're commanded to have friends and to be in fellowship with one another. And just by that principle, the world hates that, you know? All right, sorry about that, folks. My computer has died. Right in the middle of recording. Yeah, so we had to stop for a moment to kind of figure out what's going on. We're still not sure if it's going to come back on or not. <laughs> so, so, anyways, we were talking about uh, how the world doesn't want us to have friendship because Scripture tells us to have friendship. Yeah, the Bible commands it. Jesus says it's a good thing. There are several verses on friendship, and just by that very principle alone, the world's going to hate it. Yeah. They don't even know yeah, why. Yeah, yeah, I had somebody ask me one time, they're like, you know, how does all the, how does all this stuff kind of work against us, right? When you look at the world and abortion and, and, and all this, like we're talking about with the friendship, mm -hmm. it seems like the world does not want you to form friendships. It wants you to uh, have these shallow, shallow relationships and everything. And take what you can get out of people and move on to the next. Yeah, yeah, it's very usury. Yeah. Um, let me use you. Oh, I can't use you no more. Oh, you know, you're not, you're no longer willing to give me a ride because you have to go to work. You know, well, I see what kind of friend you are. Yeah, you, you never gave me any gas money. <laughs> so, and not every friendship <laughs> is like that. You know, there's varying degrees, and and there's some heathens who don't know God and they have genuine friendships. Right. Uh, but when we look at the, the the overall culture of our society, um, everything is very shallow. The music is shallow. Mm. The the we were talking about this the other day. Okay, music used to tell a story. Yeah, it used to tell a story. It was this beautiful thing that told a story. I, I, my favorite music still tells stories, right? Now you just put a bunch of crap together, put a nice beat to it. And it's it's a good song. Yeah. And that's part of postmodern, right? Postmodern art took something that was real and, and, and beautiful and just said, well, it gives me a feeling. What A feeling. Well, what do you mean whenever you say postmodern? Don't ask me questions like that. Uh, postmodern is a, is a worldview, right? Okay. And, and you had the modern age worldview postmodern is when you start seeing uh it really came about it, it was in round bef after the first world war 
It really came around after the Second World War. Okay. Um, it was basically everything is useless. I mean, you know, there's no purpose to anything. There's no, um, there's no reasoning. Uh, it, when you look at what they call postmodern art, usually it's cube. I mean, when you think of Pablo Picasso, that's postmodern art. His crap doesn't make any sense. Okay. Oh, well, look at it beautifully. It's not. It's it's nonsensical. And, and and so, uh, you want to see real art? Go to the Renaissance age, when they were painting these beautiful pictures that almost look like photographs, or even more beautiful than a photograph, right? Uh-huh. And and that's art. Music that that we can't even comprehend anymore because we're we're so ignorant, right? Um, a lot of classical music. I mean, they're talking about classical. You you put you kid listening to classical music and he gets smarter. Right? I mean, music that reflected God, honestly. Right. You, you're talking Bach. Uh-huh. Music that really reflected God. Art that reflected the creation. Of, I mean, when I say art, I'm talking about paintings and stuff. Okay. That reflected the, the creation of God. Right, right. Now, you go into, to uh, like, uh, I forget what it's called, but it... it it's that painting that you see. It looks like a little, it looks like this scene next to a lake, and there's all this stuff. And it and it and it looks, it looks like a grainy, fuzzy picture. And then you go into and there's paintings like that. And then it goes into uh, uh, other things like uh, Pablo Picasso. And then it goes into like uh, what was the name? Um, the guy that done the Campbell soup can. Oh, I mean, just nonsensical crap. Now you see somebody can just sling paint up against the canvas and it's, oh, look at that artwork. And, yeah, that looks great. My six-year-old niece could have done that. Exactly, right? Yeah. The, the Music is following that same path. Yeah. Literature is following that. Postmodernism gave us the idea of being able to look at things critically in the sense of, um, well, let's use the Bible. The Bible says what it says. Mm-hmm. We understand that the author of the Bible gets to determine the meaning of the Bible. Amen. They understand that the reader of the Bible gets to interpret the meaning of the Bible. There's your problem. And that's when you get all these people to say, what does that mean to you? It doesn't matter what it means to me. The Bible says this. Okay. Right? Now this is making a lot more sense now. Okay. And then and then, same thing with the Constitution. When you hear people talk about the Constitution, same thing... Um, and you're seeing it in music. Music used to tell stories. Music had, uh, well, there again, going back to the Renaissance age, I mean, it was this beautiful, uh, you, I mean, you know, symphonies, and, and, and it told stories, but it told it without even having to use words. And yeah, and then, and then you know, older, what we would consider older music, good music, uh, told story ballads and that kind of thing. Right. Um, and now, sometime when we were in our, late teens, early 20s, music kind of started shifting to uh, really crappy country music, really crappy rap music. None of it made sense. It was, you know, I remember going stomping in my Air Force Ones. What? What? What are you What are you talking about? You know, He's talking about his shoes, man. Did you fall down and bump your head? I mean, what, what is going on here? And so, 
I mean, as vulgar as, as some of that rap music was that I used to listen to, it told a story. It made sense. I mean, you're like, hey, that's relatable. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Same thing with country music. Same thing with rock and roll. And now you, you see it where, it just, and we were talking about it with wrestling. Yeah. You said a match, and I'm not, I'm not, a, I'm not as familiar with wrestling as you are. But we were watching wrestling last night, and or as some people like to call it, wrestling. And uh, I don't think there's a lot of people that, that heard no difference in the way you just said both of those words, wrestling, <laughs> 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 or as some people call it, wrestling, wrestling <laughs> versus wrestling. There's a difference. <laughs> we are. In some the people South. call it wrestling <laughs> some people just call it all wwe uh see that's a, that's an inside <laughs> joke man so uh anyway you were saying yeah. that the matches used to tell a story right mm -hmm. you, if you got hit the idea was that you sold the getting hit so that so that you know if, if somebody busted you in the in the ribs real hard you might would hold your ribs the whole match because it, that's what happened now they just sling each other around. It's, they just do a bunch of moves. At the end of it, everybody's fine, and it's, they go on to like, the next. It's thing. like uh, I mean, it's it, it's more like dancing than it is. Yeah, wrestling it really is. You're not trying to sell the fact um, that there's a fight going on and that somebody could legitimately get hurt. Mm -hmm. You're selling the 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 show. Yeah. Of these people doing the acrobatics. Yeah. And it, stuff. It, yeah. The ac there you go. Acrobatics. Yeah. That's that's pretty much it. And, so, you know, there again, you're seeing something that told a story. You're seeing something that, that uh, I don't want to say wrestling ever brought glory to God. I mean, maybe it did at one time. But uh, but you're seeing in, in just in our culture this attitude of having things that made sense, that reflected God and his character, mm -hmm. um, and now you see things that just reflect the non, the the postmodern worldview, which is nonsensical. Right, right. That's why we have a transgender as the secretary, the second in in health or whatever it is. It's like the right. secretary to the guy who's in it. But regardless, it, it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. The postmodern says, "Well, what does it matter? What does it matter if he's a doctor and he don't he don't understand that he's a man?" What does that matter? He thinks he's a man. He's a man. That's not how it works. Why? Because you're making you're making man God. Ooh, right. And so, if man says I'm a woman, then he's a woman because he's God. He can make those decisions. Same thing with uh, friendships to to bring it back around. Yeah. Okay. Friendships have to be real. Friendships have to be something where somebody can call you out. Friendships have to be something. They're not just doing things for you. They're keeping you accountable. They're keeping you on the straight and narrow. They're fighting the fights with you. They're 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 in the the struggle the same struggles with you, right? And and even if, for example, uh, they're not in the same battle, but if there's a struggle, they're feeling that struggle because they legitimately love you, right? And not in some homoerotic way, right. but in in a legitimate godly way, in a in a in a uh, uh, f um, Philadelphia way, you know, the brother Philadelphia yeah. known as brotherly love. I'm trying to remember the 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 Greek for that, but I, I'm having trouble. But it, 
Um, it sounds like Philadelphia. Phileo. Phileo. There you go, Phileo. Yeah. And and it's it's that genuine brotherly love. Um, and there's Bible verses. I mean, I'm trying to remember what it was. Uh, one of them that says, uh, "A friend." Oh man. A brother is born out of adversity. And I can't remember the, the actual scripture. And because my uh, computer is not acting right. Yeah, I think it may be dead. <laughs> wow. I th- I had hope for it there for a little bit, but I think it's gone. Um, I don't have any Bible verses in front of me. <laughs> um, uh, do you have anything on yours? Yeah, I've got a, a couple on mine talking about uh friendship. Um Psalm hundred and thirty three verse one says, Behold how good and how pleasant it is for brothers to dwell together in unity. Um how about what Christ said in uh John uh chapter fifteen verses twelve and thirteen, this is my commandment that you love one another just as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, that one lay down his life for his friends. And uh, again, in First uh, Thessalonians 5, verse 11, therefore encourage one another and build up one another. Just yeah. as you're doing. So. Yeah. And there's, there, I know in Psalms it talks about um, picking your friends. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, like friends are there to support you and encourage you. Friends are there to keep you accountable. Um, but it also talks about being wise about who you choose as your friend. Mm, the Bible okay. says don't just choose anybody as your friend. Um, it says that a, that, that a man that chooses a fool for a friend uh, winds up in... Is it Not that he's a fool. Oh, man, I... I had these things, but my like I said, my computer crashed. So I'm trying to remember them off the top of my head, and I can't. Um, other words, and, and I'll paraphrase it: You lay with dogs, you're gonna get fleas. Right. Um, having friends of bad character are gonna corrupt you. That's what the scripture says. Yeah, that's First Corinthians, huh? Fifteen, First uh, Corinthians, fifteen thirty three. Do not be deceived. Bad company ruins good morals. There you go. There you go. And then there's also ones that say good friends make will help you. Good friends are good for you. They'll they'll support you and they'll push you along. Right. Uh, Proverbs is loaded. Yeah. Two right here off the rip is um, thirteen verse twenty. Whoever walks w- with the wise becomes wise, but the companion of the fools will suffer harm. And um, Proverbs twenty seven seventeen, iron sharpens iron, just as one man sharpens another. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. There's also one in uh, Ecclesiastes Mm -hmm. that's really good. Ecclesiastes something. Chapter 4, verse 9 and 10, maybe? Yeah, I think that's it. Two are better than one because they have a good reward for their toil. For if they fall, one will lift up his fellow. But woe to him who is left alone when he falls and has not another to lift him up. So there you go. With a friend, you have someone to pick you up. The Bible talks about having friends. The examples that the the Bible gives of friends are a small group of friends, yeah, right, uh huh, and not these massive group of friends that that really don't know you, but a friend, someone who's willing to go to battle with you, right. A friend is somebody who's willing to take care of you. A friend is somebody who doesn't just need something from you, 
but is willing to give more than they're willing to receive. Right. Now, that doesn't mean that they will get more than they receive, but they're willing to. A godly man who develops a friendship with another godly man, a godly woman who develops a friendship with another godly woman, will be able to withstand things that they cannot withstand on their own. Well, that's that's godly relationships in general is one of serving. Yeah. Like whenever you uh, join a church, um, we're supposed to be looking at how we can serve the church, not what we can gain and, and get from that's the church. That's right. And, it's and just in like doing in so, in too. serving that church, you wind up getting something. Right, exactly, exactly. Well, just like in marriage, the two people come together, the man and the woman. We're going to be specific here about people. <laughs> the man and the woman come together, and it's it should be an attitude of serving one another, not looking to be served. Yeah, yeah. Same with friendships. Exactly, exactly. And when you have friends that that you're willing to to suffer with, mm-hmm. when you ain't got to suffer and fight battles that you ain't got to fight, but you do it anyway. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, can you think of any? There again, a brother who will lay down his life for another for his, for brother, his friends, yeah, right. I mean, there's nothing there's nothing greater than that. Uh huh. Right? And that's what we're talking about. We were um, we were talking about uh, in the service. I, I brought up a video, basically uh, talking about Latimer and Rid- Ridley, okay, and how they were burning at the stake together. And as far as I know, they were not like long time friends, but because they were both Christ followers and they were in this situation together. What era was this in? Was this the sixteen hundreds? Seventeen. It was during the um, Bloody Mary reign gotcha. in England. Okay. So, so this wasn't in the past five years. No, no, no. <laughs> it's a. Forgive me, I'm ignorant. You saw the video. <laughs> I'm assuming if I'm ignorant, I can't be the only one. Maybe somebody else is listening. Like who? So, okay, yeah, yeah. Um, sometimes I forget we're talking to everybody. So, <laughs> so the, these guys. Um, during the, the reign of Bloody Mary, she has them burn at the stake yeah. in Oxford, England, for being Protestant and not re- not repenting of being Protestant. And so, uh, they're, they're, they embrace, and then they burn at the stake together. And their encouraging words were, uh, this thing may burn us up it may not but whatever it's god's will yeah and the other one said and i'm paraphrasing but basically um today we're we're gonna be the candles to light england on fire these men these men are being burnt alive man and they're willing to say these things why one for the glory of god but they also had each other they were fearless Mm -hmm. and they were friends Allowing them to go through something like being burnt alive together. So look for friends like that. Make friends who you can that, that you can depend on, who aren't going to forsake you. Look for friends that you'd be willing to burn to death together with. On that note, 
Where can they find? Oh well, no, I'm skipping something. Where can they find us? Oh, they can find us at www.bigfootrevival.com. That's our website, our headquarters. You find links to all of our social medias there, all the ones that we're on so far, anyway. Yeah, that's right. And uh, if anybody's got any sort of uh, feedback, you want to reach out to us, offer any sort of suggestions, critiques, whatever. You just want to say, I got a suggestion. Get better. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> well, if you want to tell us to get better, you could tell us at bigfootrevival at gmail.com. Uh, sorry, guys. We're not going to have any exit music. <laughs> um, so on that note, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but one of power, love, and sound judgment. Yeti, guess what? What at? We out, son. Deuces.